The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real tech advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Now I'd like to introduce our exciting guests today, board-certified dermatologist and psychiatrist, Dr. Evan Reeder, writer, comedian, and New York Times bestselling author, Jenny Mullen, and contestant from The Bachelor, Taisha Adams. Welcome. Dr. Rita, Jenny, and Taisha are here today to talk about how we can all re-emerge from this moment and reimagine our routines in this new normal. And so with that, I'll hand it over to Dr. Rita to take it from here and kick things off. All right, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. And I think this coronavirus epidemic has really thrown us all for a loop. And now, more than ever, we're connecting with ourselves and each other to ask really difficult questions that are really meaningful in in ways that they weren't before. And what's surprising is sometimes those difficult questions are sometimes as simple as, how are you, and and really meaning it. Um, So in that spirit, ladies, how are you? And I, I really mean it. And I want you to tell me how things are going. And how have you been handling this transition from being a busy jet setter to being forced to sort of sit still? I think that the beginning of quarantine was relatively easy because I was in the middle of finishing a book and that is its own kind of quarantine. So I was used to being in my pajamas all day, sitting in front of my computer, not leaving the house, not knowing what time it is, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that we, our, our quarantine happened, my son was on spring break. So two weeks in, he had to go back to school and my husband and I had to do that dance and kind of figure out who's going to do what. And that was kind of great. It gave our family some structure. Everything was chill-ish. And then once school let out for the summer, you know, we all just devolved. Everything, chaos, entropy, everything. I mean, you should have seen my living room. And now I feel like I'm on mile 25 of a marathon where it's like, emotionally, I just have to sort of say, I can't control this. I don't know what's coming next. I have to just go straight. So that's the long and short of it. (laughs) Yeah, excellent. I can talk a little bit about my experience because quarantine has really forced me to sort of uh, think outside the box and approach yeah. my life a little bit differently. So things that were really like uh, sort of givens became the things that were the most important things to to really focus my life around. Um, quality time with family, immediate family, and then everybody else was sort of push to the periphery. Quality of time with friends, making yeah. and friends virtually, right? So over Zoom or over FaceTime or however it was, it had to be scheduled. Um, and then making sure I was doing important things like getting enough sleep, going to bed at the same time every night, regardless of like what was going on during the day and getting up at the same time in the morning, even though my job was not the same as it was before. And sometimes it wasn't even existent, which was really scary. Making time for exercise, which is something that I I think is really important for everybody uh, regardless, but 
learning how to do Zoom. I mean, that was a whole, you know, two weeks on its own. To be honest with you, Zoom has been perfectly fine, but now here we go. 2020 just comes with a lot of curves, but we got this. We're here. Why don't you tell us what, what you've been up to, like, and how you handled the transition to quarantine? I have to say, routine is really important for me, for my well-being, and as little structure as I can have every single day, I'm trying to do so. So just waking up early and starting my day with a workout, I'm trying to learn new things like cooking and, and just doing more, being more active outside. I think that's one benefit that I really like about this entire thing is that you're seeing more people outside and enjoying the day which is something that we, we take for granted when our schedules are so busy. Yeah, no, I think for those of us who are lucky enough to have our health and to have some sort of stable income, it's been like sort of taking the things um, that we took for granted and really appreciating them. And so it sort of changed things up and switched the way that we sort of approach things. So what do things look like for you guys now and how has it changed in terms of your personal experience? Well, I mean, I love that the fact that I don't have to make plans. It's so awesome. I actually like in the beginning, it was it, maybe this was bad of me, but I was like, Jason, this is an amazing time to call everyone we know and be like, we should totally get together because you don't have to follow through on it. <laughs> you know that you're just like, I'm a good person. I've made my effort to see you, but unfortunately there's a pandemic going on. So I guess this will just have to wait. So it was like an amazing way to like get out of doing so many things. And that was sort of awesome in the beginning. I mean, now I'm like, I'll go anywhere. I'll go to like the opening of, you know, a gas station at the end of my block. <laughs> in the beginning, I was psyched. I'm like, think of all of the obligations that were just, they're gone. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the whole change of pace. What, what have you been doing for yourself in terms of your own wellness and getting through the day that, um, how and how have things like that changed for you? I will say that now that I have had the opportunity to kind of slow down, I am paying more attention to how my body's responding to everything. I love the fact that I have Zoom meetings, but I'm wearing sweats at the, <laughs> at the bottom of all of this. And I am not wearing makeup as much as I used to, which has been a really great change of pace. So... It's been great. What about you, Dr. Like we, all, we all need a job where we're like, listen, I'm going to need like a two-hour lunch break. I'm going <laughs> to need maybe like, uh, you know, at least like three hours per night of like just, you know, doing the gasha rocks. Oh, who has not done that? <laughs> Everyone has. <laughs> I've really become high maintenance in quarantine. For as low maintenance as, you know, my life, my life has become as well. It's, there are a lot of things I've added to the mix. But I think a lot of supplements. A lot of randomness. Some of the things are super important. And while they may seem to be trivial endeavors, like taking control in a situation where it seems like we've lost control, we've, we've lost control of our daily lives, of our jobs, over like our kids being in school, like, and not to mention yeah. the political sphere and the news. So anything you can do to take control and sort of give yourself a sense of normalcy in however small of a way can be very, very helpful for you. Absolutely. How is your routine changer? How what integrate? I was just gonna say, like, what about when you're trying to put your kids to bed at night and you're like in an infrared blanket? Like, what do you guys think <laughs> about that? Because that's what I'm doing. I'm like, good night, guys. I'll be right here, sweating it out. Mama's gotta do what she has to do. Mama has to do her routine. <laughs>
Yeah, but I think that the whatever it is to do to sort of take control, I think it's really important. And I think it must be really challenging for you guys because you both have really busy, busy schedules, and I can only imagine that it involves a lot of travel before COVID nineteen hit. So, how are you guys taking the steps to sort of reemerge from quarantine and like a post COVID world, or a if you're in California in a sort of what reemerge into COVID, right? So post-COVID and back into COVID. And how do you plan to go back to work and what do you think that's going to look like in terms of your new normal? Jenny, you can start maybe. Well, you know, I still haven't gone to, I, I don't think I've had my nails done in 2020. I think that was, I, le I left that in 2019, but um, I am starting to see certain friends. I was able to see my dermatologist who actually happens to be a good friend of mine to get some Botox cosmetic. Yeah. I mean, it's just been, it's, it's surreal. It's hard to know. It's hard to know what steps to take and what steps not to take. But, uh, for me, that was, that was something important to me and I wanted to do it. But I, I totally agree with you, you know, about, uh, Botox cosmetic, you know, since treatments were on hold, you know, my office was basically, functioning uh, only for emergency appointments. And for three months straight, March, April, May, there were no aesthetic procedures having done happening, but there was countless patients that were calling and then booking appointments once we started opening up again in June. And Botox Cosmetic has really been a staple in my toolbox and my armamentarium as a, as a dermatologist for years. And it shapes the way that I consult with patients on temporary um, improving the appearance of moderate to severe frown lines. Um, and lines of the, the glabellar complex. Um, but some of you may be wondering, is, is, this, is, is this the right time for treatments? Am I, am I vain for wanting a treatment at this time? I think the answer is no. You know, um, these are the questions that I thought about myself and I really weighed them pretty seriously. And then, but we know from um, some pretty extensive data that Botox can be very helpful, but also in this area where everybody's wearing a mask, it's really all eyes on the forehead all eyes on the frown lines. And um, we know that people tend to focus more on their upper face, especially with the mask on, especially now that we're seeing ourselves more as we look into FaceTime cameras all day and we look into Zoom meetings all day. I also think that there's something interesting about the way that we're interacting with each other. With increased scrutiny on those muscles of the upper face, people mm -hmm. tend to focus more on our lines, often misinterpreting social interactions. I can't tell what, you how many of my girlfriends texted me during this time asking about Botox cosmetic and if it was, if it is, is are, do you know, are any germs open and when does it come back? You know, it was just, that was of this quarantine. That's one of the, that's one of the, yeah, overarching questions that I received <laughs> from yeah. my friends. What a lot of people don't know is that um, Botox is the only product of its kind that's FDA approved to three, to three different places the moderate to severe forehead lines, the crow's feet lines, and the glabellar lines. And, and physicians have relied on this more, for more than 18 years to deliver precise and predictable results. Mm. It can have some side effects, like um, most common things that people will see, well, discomfort or pain in the site of injections, headache, eye problems, double vision, blurred vision, drooping eyelids and eyebrows. Um, if you have any serious side effects, like problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, then you need to get in touch with uh, your injector or your doctor as soon as, you, as, soon as possible because those can be serious side effects. But I, again, I think Botox has been really something that we've been bringing back very quickly into our practices, and it's something that's been a staple of our, of our treatment. 
And how, how is, how is it in your office these days? Like what precautions have you taken to sort of, you know, get put patients at ease in this, in this sort of post COVID environment? Are there things you guys are doing there? So we've done a lot of things in our office. Um, it's like a laundry list of things. Actually, should we let, should we give a, give her take on this or? Honestly, I have to say, Dr. Reader, it's actually really nice to hear you talk about what to expect, what can, what to brace yourself for essentially when you're getting yeah. something like this, because I am a new consumer to the aesthetic treatments and I will say, I don't know what to expect. And hearing you say that it's completely normal to have any of these side effects actually puts me at ease because mm. I don't know what to expect. I recently went to my doctor to learn about Jupiter and Probella XC, um, just to add a little bit of subtle volume to my lips. There's nothing much that I really wanted to change, but it was something I have been considering for a while. And after learning about it, because I had so much time during quarantine and whatnot, and then talking to my provider, I really just decided to go with it. And to be honest with you, with the optimal treatment and when it's done with what you're comfortable with, I am really, really happy with my results. I, in my opinion, I think that they, it just enhanced my look. And I am so happy that I went with someone that I was comfortable with and that I was made aware of everything that I could expect from this experience. Totally. I think your lips look great. You look hot. Thank you. <laughs> lips are a super popular procedure in my office. And even at this time, you know, we have to remember that while we're wearing masks in private, we, in public, we take them off in private. And I think lips are a really intimate area, as we know, and they're an area that we treat for ourselves and not necessarily for anybody else. You know, I use both Juvederm Bobella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC to help create a subtle palette or a fuller lip while still offering natural looking results. And, you know, I, I tailor the treatment to, you know, a conversation between myself and my patient and to sort of make sure that we're on the same page. There are always a few safety measures we have to remember. We like to t tell our patients before treatment. So this is basically some of the stuff that I talk about with people when they come to see me. The most common things you can get with uh, lip injections are tenderness, swelling, firmness, lumps and bumps, bruising, pain, redness, discoloration or itching, but there can be some serious side effects. So there are things that are really important to monitor for. It's really important that you're really comfortable with your injector um, and you call your injector immediately afterwards if you're concerned about anything. So those are the big, biggest things I like to talk about when doing lip fillers, but they give amazing results. Well, aside from all of that, just like Jenny had said it a little bit earlier, Dr. Reader, how are you getting back into sweet things? How are you re-emerging? Mm -hmm. How's the office going? What's your guys' new normal look like? Yeah, uh, I mean, things are much more normal now in New York than they were before, and we're just concerned that they're going to go back to how they were in March. But I feel like some, sometimes all the days really blur together in quarantine, and I really learned, and I learned to lean on my routines for structure and clarity. Um, same of the things I talked about before, just making sure I'm going to sleep and even going to sleep earlier, because I think that there's higher quality sleep that people are getting before midnight, if you have the luxury to do that. Um, right. I, I introduced a new concept for me called breakfast, and I do that every day. <laughs> There's simple things like taking walks along the water. And I think there's something tranquil and very peaceful about the water, even in New York where the water is dirty. And then a mindfulness exercise. And you can pick whatever mindfulness exercise you like just to get in touch with the moment, whether that's yoga, meditation, deep breathing, aromatherapy. And again, limiting exposure to the news because that has been a, a huge boon for me because I think that's kind of the kind of stuff that gets everybody really, really anxious. But I'd love to hear from both of you guys on your sort of points of view on reopening 
from a consumer standpoint, like what can we do such as retail stores and, and what can restaurants do and children-friendly spots to make you feel more comfortable to return and get back to normal life? You know, I have to say it's probably a little bit different down here because yeah. you guys are both in New York. Is that right? Yeah. Well, in California, we kind of, we shut down and then we started opening up again, but now we're back to being almost completely shut down again, mm -hmm. which is really unfortunate because it's just taking those simple steps of safety precautions. Like you talked about, yes, they might be tedious and yes, they might take an extra 15 to 10, like 10 to 15 minutes, but it's so necessary right now, clearly, as things are shutting down here, just to take those extra steps. And it does mean a lot to walk into a space, a doctor's office, especially when everyone is masked, is gloved, is checking your temperature, does take those um, safety precautions. Because to be honest with you, if I were to walk into a space, and I have actually walked into a space where those measures haven't been taken, and I have so much anxiety, I feel with that kind of, you know, you just don't know what to expect anymore. I'm doing my part. And so I would just like for everybody else to do their part. And I feel like those little steps are just so imperative at this time. And I don't, I think that's going to be our new normal for quite some time. And I'm okay with that. I don't know if I'm going to be ready for all those steps and procedures to go away. I mean, what about you guys? How are you guys doing out there in New York? Jenny, you want to take this? Be well, I almost don't want to tell anybody how I'm doing in New York because I don't want anybody to come back because I feel like <laughs> New York is awesome right now because nobody's really here besides Dr. Reader and I. We have the city to ourselves. There's outdoor dining everywhere. Yeah, no, but I think that the, the point that Tashia made about like doing your part is really important because everybody needs to do their part, not only yes. to protect yourself, but it's really an altruistic thing to wear a mask and make sure you're doing your hand hygiene precautions. It's something that everybody is in together. And those of us who were who live in New York, we were, were hit really hard. So we saw how bad it could be. And unfortunately, other parts of the country are seeing it as well. So again, but do everything you can to sort of take control of your life in these sort of uncertain times in whatever small ways you can, keeping your routines, keeping your mindfulness and making sure you're doing your part to, to help everybody else out and to help yourself out because it's a really selfless thing to do. I completely agree with that. I mean, as you can tell, like I said, in California, we've kind of regressed, which is really unfortunate. So just take those small little, little steps forward so we can help everybody in, as a whole and move back to normal. Yeah, totally. So we have a couple questions um, that we want to get just in rapid fire fashion. So what is your daily mantra for success? Mm, I think right now, okay, well, I keep telling myself fear is not an option. You just need to move forward. Just, yeah. you know, you have to let go. Don't hold these things in. You just, I feel like I was getting, I'm spinning out a little bit because I was trying to control what was happening around me and I, I obviously can't. Um, so right now it's just, Fear is not an option. Keep your friends close and your dermatologist closer. Keep yeah. your friends close and your dermatologist closer. Always. I love that. I, I wrote mean, that one down. or no quarantine. That's just how you have to live. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, away. my mantra is just yeah. honestly being positive. I mean, it's something that I, it's, it's daily gratitude every single morning and just staying positive. I mean, yeah. I feel like there's always a bright side to everything. There's always something to be grateful for in the situation. So as long as you got that, it could really change your mood and that's something that's really gotten me through. I don't know what was supposed to be two to three weeks of quarantine to now, what, five months or four months or so. <laughs> I would echo that. I don't have anything novel to say, but being sort of thankful what I, for what I have and things that I was taking for granted before, like health and having a job right now, 
and sort of the power of positivity and recognizing silver linings because not everybody has those. Right. And everyone's silver linings are obviously very different. All right. Next question. Rapid fire. Two minutes. Here we go. Taking care of myself is taking care of fill in the blank. My emotional and physical health. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was going to say my skin and my mental health, but that's fine too. <laughs> A combination of my two fields of study. Yes. All right, perfect. So we're all on the same page. And then finally, I hit the reset button when? Number one, when I'm not, when I'm not sleeping well, I know that indicates that something's kind of off on me. So I know that when, I, when I'm not sleeping well, that means I need to stop. I need to take a day just to rest because I probably am going, going, going. And sometimes I just, it's okay to sit on the couch sometimes. And it's okay to reevaluate everything and just kind of like reset. So yeah, when okay. I can't sleep, I know my mind's racing too much for not good reasons. And Jenny? I think mine is when I, I start... I just start spinning. I get in a spin and, um, mine has to do more with my children. My, one of my sons, he's six years old. And I have to remind myself it's this saying of if it's hysterical, it's historical. And that I I need to remember, this isn't my, this isn't about him. This is my stuff. I need to figure out what's going on with me internally so that I'm not projecting, you know, I'm, I know every, I mean, I miss the days when my son would go to school. I didn't know what he did all day. Now I know everything. So (laughs) I'm just, I'm finding myself doing a bit of projecting and trying to rein that in. Yeah. What about you, Dr. Reader? I will echo that and I will wrap it up by saying I hit the reset button when I get wrapped up in the chaos of the moment. And I think a lot Mm, of us are getting wrapped up in that kind of stuff. So it's important to turn inward, focus on what you can control, yeah. Don't deal with what you can't control. Do things for yourself. Do things for others. Be kind to others. Be altruistic. And that means wearing a mask and taking care of everybody else. And it's four o'clock. I want to thank Allergan for organizing this webinar. I want to thank you both for joining me. It was super fun getting to talk with you both. And hopefully I'll be able to review the video at another time. <laughs> it was great. I all I that. You guys. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Important safety information and approved uses. Botox Cosmetic may cause serious side effects that can be life-threatening. Get medical help right away if you have any of these problems anytime, hours to weeks, after injection of Botox Cosmetic. Problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing due to weakening of associated muscles can be severe and result in loss of life. You are at the highest risk if these problems are pre-existing before injection. Swallowing problems may last for several months. Spread of toxin effects. The effect of botulinum toxin may affect areas away from the injection site and cause serious symptoms including loss of strength and all-over muscle weakness, double vision, blurred vision, and drooping eyelids, hoarseness or change or loss of voice, trouble saying words clearly, loss of bladder control, trouble breathing, and trouble swallowing. Botox cosmetic dosing units are not the same as or comparable to any other botulinum toxin product. There has not been a confirmed serious case of spread of toxin effect when Botox Cosmetic has been used at the recommended dose to treat frow lines, crow's feet lines, and or forehead lines. Botox Cosmetic may cause loss of strength or general muscle weakness, vision problems, or dizziness within hours to weeks of taking Botox Cosmetic. If this happens, do not drive a car, operate machinery, or do other dangerous activities. Serious and or immediate allergic reactions have been reported. They include itching, rash, red itchy welts, wheezing, asthma symptoms, or dizziness or feeling faint. Get medical help right away if you are wheezing or have asthma symptoms or if you become dizzy or faint. 
Do not receive Botox Cosmetic if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Botox Cosmetic. See medication guide for ingredients. Had an allergic reaction to any other botulinum toxin products such as Myoblock, Rhymobotulinum Toxin B, Dysport, Abobotulinum Toxin A, or Xeomin, Incobotulinum Toxin A. Have a skin infection at the planned injection site. Tell your doctor about all your muscle or nerve conditions such as ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome as you may be at increased risk of serious side effects including difficulty swallowing and difficulty breathing from typical doses of Botox Cosmetic. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions including plans to have surgery, had surgery on your face, have trouble raising your eyebrows, drooping eyelids, any other abnormal facial change. Are pregnant or plan to become pregnant, it is not known if Botox Cosmetic can harm your unborn baby, are breastfeeding or plan to, it is not known if Botox Cosmetic passes into breast milk. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take, including prescription and over-the-counter medicines, vitamins, and herbal supplements. Using Botox Cosmetic with certain other medicines may cause serious side effects. Do not start any new medicines until you've told your doctor that you have received Botox Cosmetic in the past. Tell your doctor if you've received any other botulinum toxin product in the last four months, have received injections of botulinum toxins such as Myoblock, Dysport, or Xeomin in the past. Tell your doctor exactly which product you received. Have recently received an antibiotic by injection. Take muscle relaxants. Take an allergy or cold medicine. Take a sleep medicine. Take aspirin-like products or blood thinners. Other side effects of Botox Cosmetic include dry mouth, discomfort or pain at the injection site, tiredness, headache, neck pain, and eye problems, double vision, blurred vision, decreased eyesight, drooping eyelids and eyebrows, swelling of your eyelids and dry eyes. Approved uses. Botox Cosmetic is a prescription medicine that is injected into muscles and used to temporarily improve the look of moderate to severe forehead lines, crow's feet lines, and frown lines between the eyebrows and adults. For more information, refer to the medication guide or talk with your doctor. To report a side effect, please call Allergan at 1-800-678-1605. Please see accompanying Botox Cosmetic full product information, including boxed warning and medication guide. Plump lips with Juvederm Ultra XC. Plump lips and smoother lines above them with Juvederm Vobella XC. Smooth facial lines with Juvederm Velour XC. Smooth facial lines with Juvederm XC. Add volume to cheeks for lift and contour with Juvederm Voluma. Do not use if you have a history of severe allergic reactions or allergies to lidocaine. Side effects may include tenderness, swelling, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, pain, redness, discoloration, and itching. Rare but serious risks can occur from unintentional injection into a blood vessel. Talk to your doctor for more information. For more inspiring conversations like this one, subscribe to Work Party on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.